اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تعالى على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وبعد بعض ما يقوله عند النوم قال الله تعالى ان في خلق السماوات والارض واختلاف الليل والنهار لايات لاولي الالباب الذين يذكرون الله قياما وقعودا وعلى جنوبهم ويتفكرون في خلق السماوات والارض الى اخر الايه chapter regarding what a person should say meaning the dhikr the, the for, formulae of dhikr that they should repeat uh, at the time of sleep when you're when you're going to sleep uh, and Allah Ta'ala most high he says in his book uh, in the end of surah al-imran that uh, indeed in the creation of the heavens and the earth and the alternation of night and day are signs for the people of wisdom those who uh, remember Allah Ta'ala standing and sitting and uh, on their sides and they ponder deeply over the creation of the heavens and the earth and they say oh our Lord you didn't create this in vain so save us from the uh, torment of the fire this ayah uh, or these last couple of ayat of Surah Al-Imran uh, other than being a very beautiful uh, description of man's place within the creation, the physical creation uh, of the universe, they give a good rule, which is what is that the people of God they remember Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in all states, while standing and while sitting and while laying down. This uh, is an important uh, cue because we have in our religion a type of formality when it comes to the Mus'haf itself. We have a type of formality when it comes to the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, which is good. It's from reverence. It's from awe. In such a way, whoever uh, 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 venerates and magnifies the emblems of Allah Ta'ala that this is a sign that they fear Allah in their hearts so you should be careful how you touch the mushaf you should not put it on the floor you should not point your feet toward it you do all these things uh, you know, these are not bogus things these, these are not the khurafat of Desi people uh, uh, you know you shouldn't stretch your feet out toward the qibla these are not the khurafat of Desi people Arabs used to also be careful about these things at one time and you, as well and I remember one, one of the Ulama, mashallah, I met from Pakistan in Medina Munawara several years past. A light-hearted fellow who was traumatized by seeing how many people sit in the masjid with their feet facing the qibla, which is probably going to get you murdered in Pakistan. Uh, um, he said that I was thinking of a new, uh, a new, uh, <laughs> a new uh, had you know a new definition to put in in the the books of fiqh. Uh, obviously, they're not politically correct people, you know. So when you had to put in the books of fiqh that like, you know, the definition of the qibla is where the Arab's feet are pointing. <laughs> but I told him, I still, I still stood up I stood up for you guys. I said, I said, don't judge them. I go, uh, their mashaykh weren't like this. The ulu baqiyah that I met, they're not, they weren't like this. Um, and one condemnation of other people brings like 30 back onto me. Uh, because there's so many of the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ that we know that when times become difficult, 
then we abandon them because we feel sorry for ourselves, even though that's the time that the sunnah uh, benefits you the most, but you just don't think about it at the time, nafs or shaitan, whatever, makes a fool out of you. But that reverence is important, and it is part of deen, and it is what the companions of the Allah Ta'ala on whom used to do, and what the aslaf used to do, that veneration is mansus alayhi in the book of Allah Ta'ala, and it is in the amal of the Salaf al-Salih, may Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala raise their rank. And uh, they're the ones that we, you know, when we say that we venerate the Arabs, they're the, the Arabs that we're talking about that we venerate. Uh, we're, you know, we're not talking about uh, whatever, Amr Diab and Nawaz Zulbi or whatever, and like I'm stuck in like some like 20 years ago of Arab pop music, there's probably some other weirdos now. But at any rate, uh, or Um Kulthum and Fairuz or whatever, those are not those are not what we're who we talk about when we say we're, when we talk about the Arab, we're not we're not talking about them. Falafel and Shawarma, that's not that's falafel and Shawarmaism is not what what, what is uh, being being uh, talked about right now. Uh, but that's one concept. It should be detangled from another concept that people have a hard time separating it from, which is what that a person should remember Allah Taala in all of their states which means what sometime in your life you're not going to have wudu sometime in your life you're going to, have to stretch your legs out in some direction sometime in your life you're not going to have a shirt on your back sometime in your life you're you know you're going to have you're going to be in a state that's not physically clean or maybe even spiritually clean may Allah Ta'ala protect us all Amen. even then though no the this iman and the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala they never separate from 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 a believer And that's, I think, something that people have maybe messed up. One reason, because we have this uh, bifurcation between secular and, and, and religious, which is not there at all. Everything belongs to Allah Ta'ala. We don't say like the Christians say, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God what is God's and what unto Caesar what is Caesar's. All of it belongs to Allah Ta'ala. <clears throat> and if God gave Caesar a right, then we'll render his right. And if Allah Ta'ala didn't give him a right, then he can come take it from us if he wants it, you know? But uh, but that's that's we have a different, completely different concept of all of that. So obviously, if someone does something sin, the haram ate something haram, did something haram, looked at something haram, heard listen, so all sorts of haram stuff to do. If someone did some some of it or all of it, and then they f- are afraid in a moment, what are they going to do? They make ta'awud with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Your Allah doesn't change whether you're a good person or a bad person. It's everybody. If you exist, Allah is the Rub, and that's it. That's your relationship with Him. And so there is, uh, you know, that because facing the qibla makes it more efficacious or because being on wudu makes it more efficacious or because comporting in a particular way makes your remembrance of Allah Ta'ala more efficacious, it doesn't mean that you ever leave the remembrance of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. Rather, like is narrated about Sayyidina Musa Alayhi salam that he asked Allah Ta'ala, أَفَبَعِدٌ أَنْتَ فَأُنَادِيكَ وَقَرِبٌ أَنْتَ فَأُنَادِيكَ فَقَالَ جَلَّ وَعَلَىٰ أَنَا uh, uh, that, that, that are you distant that I should cry out to you or are you near so that I should uh, uh, speak softly when I, when I entreat you uh, and Allah Ta'ala said that I'm the, the companion uh, I'm the companion of the one who remembers me and I'm with my slave whenever his two lips move with my remembrance and so uh, this is what this tells us. It's the nas of the Qur'an itself, right? It's not like Sufi babble. It's the nas of the Qur'an itself, right? 
qiyaman wa qu'udan wa ala junubim. The point is, is that in every single hal, a person should be remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the beautiful gifts of, of, of this wording as well is that, uh, 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 um, that because it's uh, in the nas of the Qur'an, it also has a ta'aluq with the recitation of the Qur'an as well. And this is one theory that I have about why people don't remember the Qur'an. is because if you just wait until you're sitting, I'm talking to you. If you wait until you're just sitting in dars and facing the qibla and wearing a white thobe and in class and in wudu to recite your sabak, you're never going to be able to remember it. You have to be reciting the Qur'an while walking to school, while walking back, while going doing groceries, while exercising. While You have to do all of it at all of these different times. Otherwise, you're not going to get through any of it. And so a person, you know, just because it's not perfect, that perfect, I'm wearing white and facing a certain way and in the masjid and in this and at the desk a certain way and all of that. Just because everything is not perfect, if you wait for things to be perfect in order to recite the Qur'an, you're not going to remember it. If you wait for things to become perfect in order to make dhikr, you're not going to ever make it. And if you don't put in the quota, it's not going to, it's not going to work. When a person has a wird, right? A wird is a, a, an amount of the remembrance of Allah that they do in the day, which can take the form of a number of raka'at, a number of times saying, repeating different formulae, an amount of time making dua, an amount of Qur'an that they recite, etc., etc. That that wird becomes certified in the, uh, in the, in the higher realm that the angels wait for it and they process it into how the world works at some point because it receives ijazat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it's accepted you have to say it if you you know is it better to do it perfect yeah absolutely always but this is part of the test that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to make make sometimes that are going to be perfect and sometimes that are going to be very imperfect you have to just keep going through power through it you have to keep moving you have to keep doing your best if you miss one day then you make it up the next day if you know in advance you're going to travel or whatever say it from beforehand you know it's not like the salat right salat you can't pray asr before it comes in or whatever right or like you can't pray zohar before it comes in to save the discussion of joining prayers but you know but like with your orad because they're not a, connected to a, a, a fiqhi hukum of wujub um, you can say them ahead of time if you need to in order to like get through your your, your things, but you gotta you gotta do it. You gotta you gotta push it through, uh, and so that's a general thing with this. Uh, that's a general idea with this with these this, uh, these verses, but then in particular, um, in particular the Imam Nawawi. The reason he brought it up is that it has to do with a person sitting and lying down making dhikr that it makes mention of it, that this is actually a thing. So then he'll bring some hadith about the uh, dhikr of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in particular at the time of, of bed. And Hudayfata wa Abi Dharrin radiallahu ta'ala anhuma and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana idha awa ila firashihi qala bismik Allahumma ahya wa amutu rawahu al-Bukhari Hudayfa and Abu Dharr al-Ghifari radiallahu ta'ala anhuma that they narrate that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that when the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would take, his, uh, to take to his bed, uh, he would say, By your name, O Allah, uh, do I live and by your name do I die? Uh, the idea that there's life and death and also uh, being awake is, the, you know, metaphorically the life being referred to here as well. And sleep is metaphorically the death being referred to here uh, as well on top of the actual life and actual death. Wow. عن علي رضي الله تعالى عنه 
أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال له لفاطمة إذا أويتما إلى فراشكما وإذا أخذتما مضاجعكما فكبرا ثلاثا وثلاثين وسبحا ثلاثا وثلاثين وأحمدا ثلاثا وثلاثين وفي رواية التسبيح أربعا وثلاثين وفي رواية التكبير أربعا وثلاثين متفق عليه uh, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu narrates that he, that he said to him and to his wife Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. And the backstory is what? Is that both of them were laborers. Uh, uh, that's how they made their living. They made an honest living. They were not YouTube influencers. Uh, but they actually did work. Sayyidina Fatima used to crush uh, grain for people. And uh, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu used to carry water. And uh, also some of what he earned was from his share as a warrior in jihad fi sabilillah, but it's hard work. Uh, at any rate, so they asked if uh, any slave comes to the exchequer, if they could be given someone to help them around with their chores, because it's not a large family, it's just two of them alone, uh, and then their children and things like that. Uh, and so the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa gave them this word uh, to help them. He didn't give them a slave, he gave them zikr. So uh, this is, you know, at least colloquially amongst Desi people, this is known as Tasbih Fatimi for that reason. And uh, then afterward we'll see who says it and who doesn't, and we'll see who follows the Madhab of the Ahlul Bayt and who just makes noise. But uh, he says, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu narrates that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa said to him and to Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anhuma that when you take to your beds uh, uh, and you're about to uh, rest, then say takbir 33 times and tasbih 33 times and, and alhamdulillah 33 times. And in a narration it's mentioned the, the tasbih 34 times and in a narration it's mentioned takbir 34 times. The point is you go around 100, one-third with subhanallah, one-third with alhamdulillah and, and uh, one-third with Allahu Akbar. And if you wish to, you can end at 99 or at 100. easy way of doing this just keep the tasbih like on your bed on your top of your pillow that way you don't forget you just grab it at that time it's a reminder you don't even have to use the, the, the sibha if you don't want to if you say this is just Mulvi Hamza selling his wares and so he's trying to promote his business or whatever you, I guess you can leave a note to yourself or whatever if you want to I sell the best sibhas in all of Chicago but I tell people there's no guarantee that you're going to have any maqam with Allah Ta'ala if you buy this that has to do with your zikr. You can have maqam with it or without it. But it does look pretty, doesn't it? Uh, and I'm all sold out. So, I look like less than an hour. Gone. Yeah, it's because of good stuff and I sell cheap. So, the point is, you don't need any of that. It's good because it reminds you from time to time, though. In that sense, it's a good thing, in my opinion. And there are some people who will tell you that it's like the most evil thing ever. Okay, I don't have time to argue with them. It's okay. If you don't like it, don't use it. It's fine. I'm not. The zikr is what's important, right? وعن أبي ذر رضي الله وعن عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا أوى أحدكم إلى فراشه فلينقض فراشه بداخلة إزاره فإنه لا يدري ما خلف ما خلفه عليه ثم يقول بسمك ربي وضعت جنبي وبك أرفعه إن أمسكت نفسي فارحمها وإن أرسلتها فاحفظها بما تحفظ به عبادك الصالحين متفق عليه
the uh, uh, Abu Huraira ta'ala anhu narrates that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa said, when one of you takes to their place of uh, sleep and they uh, at that time let them loosen their lower garment uh, 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 and that person at that time, at that moment of like rest, they don't know uh, uh, um, uh, they don't know what's, you know, what's going what's gonna to happen with them or what's uh, around them, or what's, you know, like they're in a moment of vulnerability, is the point. Uh, at that time, let a person say, by your name, my Lord, I laid my side down, and uh, by you shall I raise it. If you should take my soul, then have mercy on it, and if you shall re- if you shall, should have returned it to me, then uh, guard it uh, in the way that you guard your righteous slaves. فَحْفَظْهَا بِمَا تَحْفَظُ بِهِ عِبَادِكَ الصَّالِحِينَ Guard it or protect it by that means that you protect your righteous slaves. وَأَنْ عَيْشَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَلَىٰ عَنْهَا أَنَّ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ كَانَ إِذَا أَخَذَ مَرْجَعَهُ نَفَثَ فِي يَدَيْهِ وَقَرَأَ بِالْمُعَوِّذَاتِ وَمَصَحَ بِهِمَا جَسَدَهُ مُتَّفَقٌ عَلَيْهِ وَفِي رِوَايَةٍ لَهُمَا أَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ كَانَ إِذَا أَوَى إِلَى فِرَاشِهِ كُلَّ لَيْلَةٍ جَمَعَ كَفَّيْهِ ثُمَّ نَفَثَ فِيهِمَا فَقَرَأَ فِيهِمَا قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ وَقُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ وَقُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ ثُمَّ مَصَحَ بِهِمَا مَا اسْتَطَاعَ مِنْ جَسَدِهِ يَبْدَأُ بِهِمَا عَلَى رَأْسِهِ وَوَجْهِهِ وَمَا أَقْبَلَ مِنْ جَسَدِهِ يفعل ذلك ثلاث مرات متفق عليه وأهل اللغة قال قال أهل اللغة النفث النفخ اللطيف بلا ريق سيد عائشة رضي الله تعالى عنها narrates that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم when he took to his bed to sleep uh, he blew on his two hands uh, uh, reading uh, uh, and then he would wipe it over his body so there see that the hadith the dua in the last hadith do you remember it no right but you know right you can read it on your hands and then wipe over your right that one you know so you can practice that one and then you can go back to the real the salihin when you I've been doing that for some time and then memorize the one you don't know. Like always, everything is a work in progress. The thing that's easy, do it first, like an exam. Uh, you know, answer the easy questions first and then you can go back and work on the hard ones later. Uh, but in, an, in, in a different narration, the Prophet ﷺ said, when a person takes to their, uh, 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 their bed uh, every night, uh, uh, um, uh, they, put, they should put their hands together and then blow on them. Uh, and reci- reciting قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٍ and قُلْ أَعُوذُ رَبِّ الْفَلَقِ and قُلْ أَعُوذُ رَبِّ النَّاسِ so here قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٍ is added as well and then a person should uh, uh, wipe them uh, over whatever they're able to uh, uh, on their head and on their face and in the front of their body and they do that three times and uh, he makes a note that the نَفَث is to blow Lightly on something without without spitting on it. وعن البراء ابن عازب رضي الله تعالى عنه وعنهما قال قال لي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا أتيت مضجعك فتوضأ 
فتوضأ وضوءك للصلاة ثم تجع على شقق الأيمن وقل اللهم أسلمت نفسي إليك ووجهت وجهي إليك وفوت أمري إليك وألجأت ظهري إليك رحبة ورغبة إليك لا ملجأ ولا منجا منك إلا إليك آمنت بكتابك الذي أنزلت وبنبيك الذي أرسلت فإن مت مت على الفطرة وجعلهن آخر ما تقول متفق عليه البراء بن عازب رضي الله تعالى عنه said that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told me or said to me uh, uh, when you come to your place of sleep your bed uh, uh, make sure to have made wudu in particular the wudu that you would make before salat and uh, then lay down on your right side the sunnah is to sleep on your right side uh, and, uh, as much as you're able to to sleep on your right side and say uh, or on your back those are the two preferred ways of sleeping and says so then say oh Allah I have uh, rendered my uh, soul to you and I have turned my face to you uh, and uh, meaning I you're you're the direction that that I'm facing not necessarily physically but uh, in terms of my concentration and my focus is toward you and I uh, and I have given my affair to you that you decide for me I no longer decide for myself you decide for me uh, and I have my back has taken refuge uh, in you rahbatan uh, out of awe uh, uh, from you and rahba and, and desire from you uh, and there's no refuge and there is no salvation from you except for in you. Uh, and I believe in your book that you have sent down and in your Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa that you have sent. Uh, and then the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa said, if you read these things, if you die, you die in the fitrah. Here meaning what? You die in the deen. Like the way you were born sinless, you die, you die in that that way obviously if you owe people money you still got to pay them and if you're a jerk to someone you have to say sorry and all that other disclaimer right but in terms of your sins deeds between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you're, you're forgiven uh, uh, for those things that you die in the fitrah uh, and, uh, uh, and interestingly the note here is فَإِن مِتَّ مِتَّ عَلَى الْفِطْرَةِ اَيَدِّينَ and then the word wording uh, uh, um of, of Muslim is فَأَنْتَ عَلَى الْفِطْرَةِ instead of مِتَّ عَلَى الْفِطْرَةِ but here it means that you're on the you, fitra here means deen the aboriginal nature that everybody was created on uh, and so and you do that why? because this was these were the last things that you said these were the last words that you said وَعَنْ أَنَسٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنْهُ أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان إذا أوى إلى فراشه قال الحمد لله الذي أطعمنا وسقانا وكفانا وآوانا فكم ممن لا كافي له ولا مؤوي رواه مسلم أنس رضي الله تعالى عنه narrated that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم that the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم when he would take to his, uh, his bed he would say الحمد لله praise be to Allah who fed us and who gave us to drink and who sufficed us and who gave us a, a, a place to stay. Uh, for how many are there that 
they didn't receive uh, uh, what was sufficient for them, uh, nor did they uh, have a place to stay. So this is the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi remembering Allah Ta'ala and showing him uh, his shukr. When Hudayfata radiallahu ta'ala anhu, and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qala idha, kana idha arada an yarquda, wadha'a yadahu al-yumna tahta khaddihi, thumma yaqulu Allahumma, qini a'thabaka yawma taba'athu ibadak. Rawahu Tirmidhi wa qala hadithun hasanun, rawahu Abu Dawuda min riwayati Hafsata radiallahu ta'ala anha, wa fihi annahu kana yaquluhu thalatha marrat. Uh, it's narrated from him that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, uh, when he would uh, rest uh, he would lay his right hand uh, under his cheek so he's, if he's on his right side he would put his hand under his cheek possibly also because it functions as a pillow as well uh, um, that he would lay his Mubarak right hand under his cheek Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And uh, he would say uh, uh, Oh Allah uh, Guard me from your Torment uh, on the day that you uh, Resurrect your slaves uh, It's a hadith of Tirmidhi And it's also narrated by Abu Dawood uh, And his narration Is from Sayyidah Hafsa Radiallahu ta'ala anha Mu'l-Mu'minina And she said that he used to say it three times so all of these different narrations are from different people. Some of them are what the Prophet ﷺ told them to say. And some of them are what the uh, Prophet ﷺ, uh, uh, used to uh, 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 say himself. And uh, uh, they're, all, they're, all different. they're all different narrations. And perhaps the Prophet ﷺ didn't say every single one of them every single time. But uh, a person would do well to remember these things and say, say them. And whoever cannot remember and say all of them, they can at least remember and say some of them that they that they remember. And so we then go on. That was the kitab al-dhikr that finished here. Now is the, it's a continuation. It's they're not unrelated. It's the kitab al-da'wat, the du'as of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the du'a is the mukhl uh, ibadah. Uh, uh, it is the uh, the the core of Worship, and the reason for the du'a is being worshipped is what is because you recognize where things are coming from. The point of du'a is not to tell Allah what you need; He already knows what you need, but to recognize He's the only one who can give it to you. Uh, and the the benefit for us is that the more you ask, the more you recognize Allah Taala. The more you ask, the more you ma'rifa of Allah Taala, and the more you ask, the more Allah loves you, and the more you ask, the more Allah Taala will give you. And so these are all remembrances of Allah Ta'ala. Many of them were du'as as well. Uh, and so we then continue uh, into the kitab al-da'wat. Babu fadli fadli al-da'wat. Qala Allah Ta'ala wa qala rabbukum ud'uni astajib lakum. Wa qala Ta'ala ud'u rabbakum tadarru'an wa khufiyatan innahu la yuhibbu al-mu'tadeen. وقال تعالى وإذا سألك عبادي عني فإني قريب نجيب دعوة الداعي إذا دعاني فليستجيبوا لي وليؤمنوا بي لعلهم يرشدون وقال تعالى أمن يجيب المضطر إذا دعاه ويكشف السوء أي لهم مع الله إن سورة غافر الله مستعيد 
And your Lord said, Call upon me so that I may answer you. The point of your uh, calling on Allah Ta'ala is so that He may answer you. How how do you how can you tell that? It's because the the the, the shart and the job of shart are majzum. The shart is majzum because fi'l amr, right? So you can't tell necessarily. But the jawab is majzum here as well, right? Ud'uni astajib lakum. Not astajibu lakum. You call on me, if you call upon me, I then I will answer you. Uh, and Allah Most High said, uh, call upon your Lord in humility and fear. Uh, uh, indeed, he does not uh, love transgressors. And Allah Most High said to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when my slaves ask you about me, tell them that I'm near and that I answer the call of the caller when he calls me. Uh, so let them call, call upon me and let them believe in me so that they may be guided. And Allah Most High uh, asked a question, and who is it that uh, answers the, the person who is in dire necessity and their moment of dire need when they cry out to him? And uh, uh, who is the one who removes from, from them the harm of evil? Is there any God with uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? وعن النعمان بن بشير رضي الله تعالى عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الدعاء هو العبادة رواه أبو داود والترمذي وقال حديث حسن صحيح النعمان بن بشير رضي الله عنه narrates that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said that dua is worship it's a person might think it's not worship why because I'm asking for something and I have the reason I'm doing this because I'm going to receive it and so the shubha should be put far from the mind that this is not worship. Why? Because it's a recognition that you're not going to force Allah to give you anything. The reason it's worship, it's a recognition of uh, uh, that the only one who gives is Allah Ta'ala. This is why dua is a sign of ma'rifah. It's not a sign of, 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 of just being a selfish person. Uh, but uh, uh, like every good deed has a reward. And so the reward of dua is that whatever you ask for, you'll get. You'll either get it immediately in this world, or you'll uh, have a, an equal quantum of, uh, of harm uh, warded off from you, or you'll receive its uh, full measure on the Day of Judgment. But you receive what, whatever you ask for. And the reason is what? It's the ma'rifah. It's you're, you're, you're recognizing who Allah Ta'ala is. And the fact that you get the, what you ask for is the reward for it. It's not the reason you ask. When Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha qalat kana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yastahibbu al-jawami'a min al-du'a'i wa yad'u ma siwa thalika Rawahu Abu Dawuda bi isnadin jayyidin Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha she said that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to prefer du'as that were comprehensive uh, and uh, would uh, would leave making dua of uh, uh, other than that. Um, one of the reasons is that you can't ask for everything in specific that you need all the time. It's too much. Another reason is that what instead of deciding or litigating how it is that Allah Taala will give you what's best, it's better to let Him decide because His choice for us is better and more beloved to us than our choice for ourselves. One Sayyidina Anasin radiAllahu Taala Anhu. قال كان أكثر دعاء النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم 
اللهم آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار متفق عليه وزاد مسلم في روايته كان أنس إذا أراد أن يدعو بدعوة دعا بها فإذا أراد أن يدعو بدعاء دعا بها فيه سيدنا أنس رضي الله تعالى عنه narrates in a hadith that's both in Bukhari and Muslim that the at least from his observation that the majority of the dua of the Prophet was to say oh Allah give us in this world something good and give us something in the hereafter that's good and and protect us from the torment of the fire Uh, and in the narration of Muslim he adds that Anas uh, when he wanted to make dua for something he would say this dua and but mean to ask for whatever it was right so if you want to go to Jannah, right? Say, Allah give us give us something good in the hereafter, and you'd intend Jannah. If you wanted, for example, a new car, oh Allah give us something good in this world, he would say the, those words, but he would intend from it that the good of this world, meaning the intention of his car or whatever. That he would use these comprehensive words and then intend through them, intend through them whatever it is that he uh, uh, wanted. When Abdullah ibn Mas'ud anhu. أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يقول اللهم إني أسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى رواه مسلم. سيدنا عبد الله بن مسعود رضي الله تعالى عنه said that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم used to say oh Allah indeed I ask you for guidance and for your fear and and that you should give me transcendence or being aloof from sin uh, and uh, 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 that you should suffice me give me what's enough that I don't need anybody else Allahumma inni as'aluka al-huda wal-tuqa wal-afafa wal-ghina wa'an tariq ibn ashyama radiyallahu ta'ala anhum qala kana rajulu idha aslama allamahu nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as-salata thumma amarahu an yadu'a biha ula'i al-kalimati allahumma ghfirli warhamni wahdini wa'afini warzuqni rawahu muslim wa fi ruwaiti allahu an tariqin annahu sami'an nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa atahu rajulun faqala ya rasulullahi kayfa aqulu حين أسأل ربي قال قال قل لهم اغفر لي وارحمني وعافني وارزقني فإن هؤلاء تجمع لك دنياك وآخرتك وآخر وآخرتك عفوا. Tariq bin Ashim who narrates that, the, that a man when he would accept Islam uh, the Prophet would teach him how to pray or have him be taught how to pray and then he would command him to make dua for these following things he would say oh Allah forgive me and have mercy on me and guide me and uh, spare me from tribulation and give me in provision and in another narration from Tariq who it said that he heard the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that a man came to him and said, "Oh Messenger of Allah, how should I, how should I, what should I say when I call uh, and make du'a and ask from my Lord for things?" 
And so he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, say, Oh Allah, forgive me and have mercy on me and uh, uh, protect me from a bad state and provide for me. Uh, and the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that, why? Because these, these things, when you ask for them, it brings together, gathers together all the good that you need for uh, this world and all the good that you need for the hereafter. وعن ابن عمر ابن العاصي رضي الله تعالى عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك رواه مسلم سيدنا عبد الله بن عمر بن العاصي رضي الله تعالى عنه وعنهما it's narrated from him and it's part of a longer hadith in which uh, he said that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that said that in Quluba Bani Adama Kullaha Baina Isbaini min Asabi Rahmani Kalbin Wahidin Yusarifuhu Kefa Yishau that the hearts of the children of Adam, all of them are uh, <coughs> as if it was just one heart between two fingers uh, to the most merciful. He's able to flip them however he wishes to. Uh, and then uh, it's mentioned that he said, uh, Oh Allah, the one who changes hearts, uh, change our hearts uh, to be inclined toward your obedience. When Abi Hurairah radiallahu anhu anil nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqala, ta'awwadhu billahi min jahd al-bala'i wa darak al-shaqa'i wa su'i al-qadai wa shamatat al-a'da. Wa fi riwayatin qala sufyanu, uh, it's a hadith muttafaqun alayhi that Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala anhu It's narrated from him that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Seek refuge in Allah from, uh, uh, from a tribulation that completely pushes you to your edge uh, Or from uh, ever realizing uh, uh, the state of wretchedness Or from a bad death or from being struck down by your enemies. Um, and Sufyan, uh, 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 who is uh, uh, the narrator, and I believe it's uh, Sufyan ibn Uyayna, but let me just... Yeah, it's Sufyan ibn Uyayna, uh, the narrator. He had some sort of doubt that maybe I added something in here, that maybe one of these three weren't actually part of the hadith. So the reason they would confess these things is because they wanted people to know that so that they don't you know, hold them accountable for their shortcomings on the Day of Judgment. Although it seems somewhat innocuous, there's no harm that's going to come to a person if they ask for more du'a than, than uh, in one situation versus the other, but uh, especially for something good that they just wanted to have. They wanted to be uh, uh, responsible with the trust that was given to them of the words of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَعَنْهُ قَالَ كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam يَقُولُ اللَّهُمَ أَصْلِحْ لِي دِينِ الَّذِي هُوَ عِسْمَةُ أَمْرِي وَأَصْلِحْ لِي دُنْيَايَ الَّتِي فيها معاشي وأصلح لي آخرتي التي فيها معادي واجعل الحياة زيادة لي في كل خير واجعل الموت راحة لي من كل شر رواه مسلم He, he narrates Abu Hurairah رضي الله عنه that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم would say Oh Allah rectify for me my deen that is the uh, uh, that is the uh, here the word isma uh, is the thing that I hold fast to uh, 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 with regards to my affair and rectify for me my uh, 
life of this world, my dunya, that I, in which I have to make a living uh, and rectify for me, uh, or I have to, in which I have to make a life, I should say, uh, and rectify for me my hereafter, uh, uh, to which I have to return and make my life for me uh, an increase in every good and make my death for me uh, a relief from every evil. Right? If a person lives long and, like, you know, ends up, like, I don't know, doing some, like, Tony Blair type stuff or whatever, then the longer your life is more evil than, than good. Uh, um, so he says, just give me enough life that I can do good in it. And then when it's time when there's only bad stuff left, then just take me away so I can be relieved from it. Uh, there's a great mercy in being alive. There's a great mercy in, in, in dying and clocking out as well when it's time. The person shouldn't be afraid of it or resent it at all. وَأَنْ عَلِيٍّ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنْهُ قَالَ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ قُلِ اللَّهُمَّ هَدِنِي وَسَدِّدْنِي وَفِي رِوَايَةٍ اللَّهُمَّ إِنِّي أَسْأَلُكَ الْهُدَى وَالسَّدَادِ رواه مسلم Uh, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu He said that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that the, messen- that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Say, O oh Allah, guide me And make my uh, uh, make me firm uh, And in a different narration uh, O oh Allah, I ask you for guidance And uh, that you should make me firm He says قَالَ الْمُسَنِّفَ السَّدَادُ بِفَتْحِ السِّينِ وَالسَّدَادُ السَّحْمِ Taqwimuhu uh, that the the sadad here uh, means <coughs> in the context of an arrow that it should be made straight. Uh, that give me tawfiq to be able to to do the things that I I, I need to uh, and that I should do them right. Uh, and the, the root meaning of sadad is to be steadfast and uh, to, uh, to prosecute your affair uh, with deliberate, deliberateness and in, in correct measure. Uh, and so that's what the Prophet ﷺ would ask for. Uh, it's a commandment of Allah Ta'ala that you should have sadad in your speech. وعن أنس رضي الله تعالى عنه قال كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول اللهم إني أعوذ بك من العجز والكسل والجبن والحرم والبخل وأعوذ بك من عذاب القبر وأعوذ بك من فتنة المحيا والممات وفي رواية وضلع الدين وغلبة الرجال سيدنا أنس رضي الله تعالى عنه ينرسل المسنجر الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وتسي أو الله I seek refuge in you from from inability and from laziness and from cowardice and from old age that renders me unable and from miserliness Uh, and I seek refuge in you from the torment of the grave and I seek refuge in you uh, from the uh, uh, from the uh, punishment punishment or tribulation of life and of death and in a, in a narration also he added that I seek refuge in you from being uh, bent over with, uh, in debt and being overwhelmed by other, by other human beings, being overwhelmed by people.
صلى الله تعالى على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين. One second.